At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, check it out now. Uh, no doubt now. Thursday, September 17th, 2020. It's the Feeding the Book podcast, Megapod, week two of the National Football League season. It's Gil Alexander. Uh, This is a big deal to me today because we are doing our first ever live broadcast, or I should say from a venue. Maybe that's the right way to say it. Uh, On site, along with Mike Palm here at the D in beautiful downtown Las Vegas, the lovely D. Mike, thank you for for the hospitality. Thank you for having us here. We'll do this every week, yes? When? Uh, oh, yes. Until Circa opens. Until and, Circa opens. And then we'll move this show uh, two blocks down the street to the uh, to the three-story sports book. And above the VEASAN studio, Radio Row, where we'll do this podcast every Thursday. This is, I, I was just saying, this is more than, you know, obviously love doing VEASAN, love doing MSG Plus with our guest today, who we'll introduce momentarily. Uh, but I started this podcast in my underwear. So to just be doing this out in public is so great. And man, when we get to Circa, good Lord, this is phenomenal. Uh, our guest today, by the way, we're missing Todd Wishnev. I heard, I heard he's taping the GM shuffle for next week. Is that true? <laughs> I, th- I think that might be true. He had a thing that he was doing, and maybe it was, in fact, the GM shuffle. Uh, Todd, I don't know if he's trapped under a heavy object. I don't know what the story is, but he's not here with us today. Uh, so his antics will be missed this week, but we'll get him back next week and for the rest of the season. Our guest today is my co-host on a new show we do at MSG+. Plus. It's called Primetime Action. Uh, it's VEASAN's Primetime Action, powered by DraftKings, which is 7 to 10 Eastern for those who have MSG+, Plus in New York City and throughout the country. Matt Brown, everybody. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing great. I am very happy to make my debut here on the Megapod, and I, too, Cannot wait for Circa to open down there. I already have a reservation, Mr. Palm, at one of those cabanas out at the uh, at the pool to watch the Thursday night game when you guys get going out there. So I am very, very much looking forward to the new venue downtown. Can't wait to see it. Did I tell you I have Friday cabanas as, as well? A Friday cabana. You have the second day. He's got the That's right. Wow. That's yeah. uh, Carolina and Atlanta that night, right, Matt? That's our, our opening yeah, game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I'm talking about March Madness. That's why uh, he's it. doing. He's doing yeah. right when we open. He's doing oh. the first Thursday night game, Carolina Atlanta. Baller. You are Friday. That's that's the hottest ticket. I oh, think the dude. Friday of March Madness is going to be the hottest Can't ticket wait. at the pool. And we and we figured out today that we probably will have college basketball. At least there's a plan mm-hmm. in place for college basketball now that the uh, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have also uh, decided to play football. We think. Uh, so here's how this goes. Uh, I think you know the format. We give our three best bets. Then we do uh, any thoughts on the Thursday night football game. Sometimes those two things are the same thing. Uh, teaser of the week, survivor play, and then the final two questions, of course, which have to do with the big favorite most likely to lose outright, followed by the game that no one uh, or that anyone here wants uh, no part of based on the uh, the spread itself. If we were in a bizarre world, you had to bet everything, but there was one you just wanted to pass on. Before we uh, get into our best bets, after one week, circa million and Survivor, which n- neither had an overlay in the end. You and Derek Stevens, the P.T. Barnum of Las Vegas, the both of yous, if I may say yous, uh, no overlay because, quite frankly, there shouldn't be one because you have the best contest in town with the best format. Tim Fitzgerald, former uh, sportsbook supervisor at South Point, and he worked for us for a brief time as well. He called this uh, at the beginning of August when we were still only around 300 entries and he said you're not going to have an overlay because the market will not allow an overlay it will not tolerate it and he was right he was right so yeah we got there we got 3148 in the circa million two and uh, almost 1400 1390 in the survivor I think the survivor will really take off next year I am I had two of those survivor entries I had the Colts in one of them, as we know from this show. That's done. 30% of all of those survivors went out with the Colts alone. 42% of all survivor entries in your contest went out week one. Yeah, Col- Colts took a ton of people out, and then uh, the uh, Eagles in San Francisco were the next big chunks out. So we, ha- we have 8.05 left out of 1390 after one week. I am more, E and I, our buddy E and I were talking about this. We were doing, you know, we all had our football bets going on. We all had bets in other sports. Our brains kept coming back to our survivor picks. It's an interesting little phenomenon. Dar- 17 people didn't enter at all. They <laughs> forgot to put it in a tree. 17 <laughs> people did not submit, uh, which is almost as unforgivable as Todd not being available this morning. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. I would like to laugh at those people, and maybe with a $1,000 entry I should laugh at them. But you know uh, what your boy forgot to do? I forgot to put in my last man standing picks. So I, I pissed away $100. Completely forgot about it. To scale, it's not as bad. Oh, that's right. <laughs> what, what, if you had five, what if you had five? five I don't know out of the 17. You know, that that's 17 entries. That could have been four people right. that technically. So uh, if you had five, that's $5,000 down the tubes. Were some circa millions? Did they fail to enter also? 18. There may be a correlation there. 18 did not oh, enter. I think there's the 63 people had a perfect week, if I if I remember that correct. Went 5-0, and oh, and then another... 90 uh, went 4 and 1. So good starts there for those folks. Mateo, how'd you do? I went 4 and 1, and I had the horrible, horrible pick of the Browns plus 8, which was my loser. I had him. On the week, yeah, that was just a horror. Man, in retrospect, what in the hell was I thinking? But outside of that, I uh, went 4 and 1, so started off pretty strong here. I actually didn't get in their survivor. I wish I would have. I was going to do that if, if there was some overlay as well, but you guys got there way early on that one. So 
I ended up not getting in the Survivor. But guess what? I saved myself $1,000 because I, too, would have picked the Colts, and I would be sitting here talking about how after one week I was down $1,000. Yeah, by the way, we're looking up at the screen because Matt's on the screen for us. What a setup here at the D and Bar Canada. And we could, we should invite people down here every week at 10 a.m. to come hang out with us. We can have a crowd. By the way, Matt, you could have been here, too, but I didn't know what the setup was. So next time. Sure. Um, sure. But where was I going with this? Oh, I don't even know where I was going with it. I lost my train of thought. But essentially, uh, I can't even get mad at myself. This is where I was going with it. Mm. Those of us who had Indianapolis, there's, there's no regret. Like, I can't even bust myself or, or have any self-loathing because there was no scenario where I was never going to pick them, which I think is what Matt was saying, too. Like, yeah. So I can't, even, I can't even get upset with myself for losing that entry, just happy that I had two of them. Uh, let's start with our Thursday night before our best bets. I actually, it's the same for me. So I'm curious, uh, any thoughts on Thursday night, Matt? We'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, this is, I think, a pretty pretty good bounce-back spot here for this Cleveland Browns team. I mean, they're actually built pretty good, I think, to handle the Bengals in this spot. When you look and you kind of dig in a little bit more, I mean, it is going to be a rookie quarterback in Joe Burrow. Don't get me wrong, future Hall of Famer Joe Burrow. But uh, <laughs> it is a rookie quarterback on the road here on a short week. And you kind of dig in a little bit more. And the Browns actually were able to generate pressure on Lamar Jackson at the fifth highest rate in the NFL last week. And uh, let me, it didn't, didn't, didn't help him all that much, but he, they were able to get to him. It is Lamar Jackson. Now we're talking about a rookie quarterback on short week here. And I, I really do like a lot this spot here for this Browns team. Uh, I think this would have been a full touchdown if the Browns had even shown up last week. And so getting six and actually there was a five and a half that popped up over on the East Coast a little bit earlier in the week if you were able to get in on that one as well. But yeah, I love me some Browns in this game. And I think this is uh, where they kind of show, look, yeah, we're probably not built to win a championship quite yet, but we can beat the teams we're supposed to beat. And uh, Matt uh, Matt said Joe Burrow's a future Hall of Famer because that's his way of telling you he went to LSU <laughs> as well. We used to fly over, Matt and I, with, along with Jay Rude back in the day and Dave Farah, over the stadium at LSU. And Matt would tell us little things that he used to do in the stadium that cannot be uh, <laughs> discussed here. But that's, uh, that's how entrenched he is at LSU. So your thought is Cleveland or nothing, or you made a bet on Cleveland? No, no, I actually, when it uh, popped down to, to five and a half there for a short amount of time, I was able to get in on them under under the six. And so I was able to get in on Cleveland at five and a half. It didn't last very long, but fortunately, I was just happened to be sitting in my computer and saw it happen. And so I'm, I'm on Cleveland five and a half, and I actually don't hate it at the six, to be perfectly honest with you, Gil. Is that one of your three best bets, would you say, of the week, or that's just another bet? That's just another bet. I okay. have three that I like a little bit more, yeah. Uh, it's going to be one of my three. Go, you go ahead. Any thoughts tonight? No, I'm not going to copy your pick like Todd copied my <laughs> <laughs> Todd copied my teaser. Into, that was his strategy. Into, Just mirror into, you for 17, Well, that's what weeks. he's going to do because you yeah. won't get any of them right. But, you know, we, we all went down with Atlanta there. Um, I don't know about that. I'm not playing this game. It's not one of my picks. And I don't even know if I'm going to play it in real life tonight. Um, if I did, I might lean a little bit under the number just because uh, – I think that uh, Burrow showed poise in week one uh, mm -hmm. against San Diego, but they stayed in the game because Tyrod was so really awful. In That's Tyrod, I mean, first of all. Tyrod. Well, I just uh, – <laughs> I uh, – I think that they will they will try to you know keep the training wheels on them a little bit in a short passing game. I I want to play the Browns, but God, they were so bad. I took them off the TV. I took them off the TV here at Bar Canada. The game was so out. I had to get the Clippers. <laughs> I had to really? get people wanted to see the Clippers. Right. So I had to I had to find a TV, and that game was just so out of hand. I had to take them off off so we could put the Clippers up. But uh, 
I can't trust. I just can't. I mean, new coach, and it's the same old story. I know it was just week one, but it's in 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 a long. It's a pass for me, Gil. Uh, Mike, for those who don't know, not only Derek Stevens conciliary. What is your official title here at uh, Vice President of Operations? Vice President of Operations, which I uh, stated last week, but somehow I don't remember this week. Uh, but you're also the uh, the czar of active content management, so you are responsible for what's on every TV and. You just took off the Browns. I don't normally make Thursday night picks. I certainly don't normally make them in, in Circa Million contests, nor do I in Survivor. Just kind of steer clear of Thursday games. But today I'm making an exception. I am taking the Cleveland Browns minus six consensus. Uh, and the primary reason, and I'm not disputing anything, the Browns were miserable against the Ravens getting crushed 38-6. to Couldn't have looked worse. Uh, worse. The Bengals should have probably beaten the Chargers, but a uh, offensive P.I., which I think was an offensive P.I. on A.J. Green. And then uh, Ran <laughs> Randy Bullock, uh, is Randy his first name? Yeah, Randy Bullock uh, has the calf strain, if you believe that, and shanks the field goal that could have set it in overtime. By the way, the calf is fine now, interestingly, for Randy Bullock. Um, but I'm going to Cleveland primarily because of the rookie quarterback angle. I'm going to my phone here uh, because I want to get this right. I might take off my glasses Cronkite style for this because it's uh, – Serious matter. Uh, this is from our buddy T.A., at Cleve T.A., C-L-E-V-T-A on Twitter. He does a who's great follow. Uh, he was talking about the Browns in this game. Since 2005, and I'm not typically a trends guy either, but some trends matter. Here's this. Since 2005, and we were looking for this last night, Matt, uh, Matt on uh, primetime action. Since 2005, rookie quarterbacks who had to play on a short week on a Thursday early in the season, talking about the first eight weeks of the season, one in six straight up, one touchdown, ten picks, and an anemic 5.7 yards per attempt. As uh, T.A. said here, yuck, taking the Browns minus six. I'm with him. I'm taking the Browns minus six. That's the primary reason. And if you do a query search on this, the only quarterback in that subset to win a game like this was the great Deshaun uh, Watson in his rookie year for the Texans. Russell Wilson didn't get this done in this situation, nor did the uh, – quarterbacking Hall of Fame of Geno Smith, Sam Darnold, Brandon Whedon, E.J. Manuel, <laughs> or Daniel Jones. Uh, we'll see. But I'll, I'll bet against that. I really do think the short week this early is going to be tough for Joe Burrow. So Cleveland is my number two best bet of the week. How about that? Look at you. I'll yeah. Are you are you just play devil's advocate? Are you not at all worried about the injuries? I mean, Njoku's out, Greedy Williams out, Kevin Johnson out, Mac Wilson out, Jacob Phillips out. Then they're questionable with Jarvis Landry and Olivier Vernon and Jack Conklin. I mean, the only thing that, and I'm on your side as well with this, but are you at all worried about the, how shorthanded the Browns are going to be? Sure, like that absolutely enters in my thinking. But here's the thing: if Baker Mayfield. And the talent that this team supposedly has, even even besides those injuries, is yeah. what it's supposed to be. They have to win this football game, and they have to win it going away. Seriously, mm -hmm. on, a, on a short week like this. By the way, the Cleveland Browns, I believe, will be my survivor pick this week as well. Wow. You're going to use the Thursday Wow. Night. Yeah. Interesting. So I'll take uh, the Titans was the one that got through, thankfully, after Stephen Gotkowski uh, took 10 points off the board that he could have had last week uh, with Shanks. I think I'm going to go Tennessee and now Cleveland this week. You're very strong on this game. Very strong on this. Let's do our best bets. Mateo, number one. Number one for me, Seahawks, minus three and a half uh, versus the Patriots here. This is, to me, a classic situation of people still looking at this Patriots team and feeling, have, having these warm fuzzies about this Patriots team. And listen, 
It's a one-game sample. I get it. But they finally came out and let Russell Wilson be Russell Wilson from the beginning of the game. I think that they saw – I think that they looked at this and they saw how much success they were able to have by being able to do that. I would like to think – and the assumption of rational thinking in the NFL from a coaching standpoint, I understand, is death sometimes. But I'm going to assume rational thinking here, and that is the fact that they're going to go out and let Russell Wilson do that yet again against this Patriots team that, as we know, just absolutely ravaged by opt-outs, really, on the defensive side of the ball, as well as people leaving town, too. Shorthanded defense here at home with this Seahawks team. Russell Wilson throwing early and often. Give me the Seahawks minus three and a half in this game. Do you permit me to step in line, Mr. Paul? Go ahead. I got the Seahawks as my number one pick. Number one. Number one. Wow. Browns were my number two. Uh, Much of almost mimicking exactly what Matt is saying. That was the thing about the Seahawks in prior years. They just sort of did what they did for three quarters, and then they said, all right, let's put the cape on Russell Wilson. Get us out of here, Superman. Uh, and he would more often than not. Now it looks like because they have heard this this outcry for why don't you just do what you do from from the beginning of a game? Let's have a game plan that doesn't necessitate an escape job. Uh, you're right. The assumption of rational thinking. Maybe we die with that, Matt. Uh, <laughs> but that's what I'm going with. The assumption of rational thinking here for a guy like Pete Carroll. And by the way, it's also with the Patriots. I was against the Patriots. That was one of my losses last week. That was a terrible pick as well on the Dolphins, as it turned out. But it's also it's so funny to hear people talk about the NFL. They're like, oh, the Dolphins are terrible. Oh, look, the Patriots are going to be as great. You know, it's always it's still Bill Belichick. Well, if the Dolphins are that sucky, does it immediately mean that the Patriots are that great? I'm not going to get swayed by one game. I still don't think the Patriots are going to be this good this year. And I don't think they showed me that much in week one. The Cam Newton runs all day long strategy is not a sustainable offense. I will take the Seahawks minus four. Terrific, Gil. Terrific. Thank you, sir. I'm filling in as the stenographer <laughs> for Thank since you. Todd. Are you is also in here. judge and jury? No, as well? no, no. And I, I won't. No, I won't tell whether people are good people. I won't tell whether people are good people or bad people or whether they're from Iowa or they're blowhards or any of that stuff. <laughs> I'll just, with, with the dispassion, record the place. Can we just do this one disclaimer before you give your pick? I hope Todd's okay. Because I don't want to have this <laughs> recorded and, and not have that on record. We probably shouldn't release it until we know he's okay. That's probably because true. Because it, it might come off wrong if yeah. he passed or something. That's true. So Good point. I'll give you my number one pick. Uh, I'm going to take, and I thought this line was just too high, I'm going to take Matt Rule and his Carolina Panthers Ooh. plus nine. At Tampa Bay, I think that the score, the Raiders is a little bit misleading in this in 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 that game. I mean, a horrible fourth down call at midfield uh, when you have McCaffrey and Bridgewater not to try some sort of play action or get somebody <laughs> wide. The kid they gave the ball to from West Georgia, three years in the league, 16 carries for 25 yards. I mean, this the, on a crucial fourth and one. Crucial. You yeah. know, they got behind in the game because they went away from McCaffrey. And then they went back to him in the third quarter on that 85-yard drive. He had 11 touches. They went up and down the field. That's how they got back in the game and actually took the lead. Uh, I'm just uh, – I'm not sold that uh, that Father Time hasn't taken its toll on Brady. Uh, I don't know that Arian said he's – you know, he plays better in practice. I don't know why he didn't play so well in the game. I think this is Tom Brady. He was horrible the last eight weeks of the year in New England. Uh, I know he has more weapons, but I, I don't think he's their savior down there. I don't think they're a playoff team. 
I know it's not easy going into New Orleans, but New Orleans sucks the first week every year. Peyton's terrible oh, the first two. Oh, that's interesting. He is. He all, they yeah. always lose, and here they come out with a, you know. Because I was going to counter by saying, mm-hmm. don't you think the pick six and then that mortar kick that the Saints also recovered mm-hmm. skews that result last week? But that's an interesting point about yeah. the Saints always. In, in so I was I was down. I'm, I was higher on Tampa Bay. I thought this was a new look for him, and he finally had some receivers for the first time since Moss. Um, but no, and I thought I thought Carolina looked decent and in a loss at home, be it to the Raiders, but this Raiders team may be a little underrated as well. I just thought this number would come out five and a half or six, and when it was over seven, I had to take it, and it's going up still, eight and a half, now nine. So I'll take nine as my number one best bet with the Carolina Panthers. Are you taking nine? Hmm, let me just check on that. In no. the name of Todd Wishnev, let me take check oh, on that. Oh, here we go sure again. Okay. Here we go again. No, no, do we give you there's nine, always or, or, or is it eight and a half? There's really? always one of them still left on the show. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Was it nine or eight and a half, Mikey? What What's do you your consensus, Gil? Uh, What's I'm, your consensus? I am going to say it's eight and a half. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take <laughs> it. It's not going to. Sw- it's not going to sway me. Let me hold. Let me make sure that I'm right there. If Todd later comes back and says it's nine, I you know think what? the record has to be corrected. You know what? Go with the nine. Thank you so Go much. Go with the nine. Thank you very it's, much. It's teetering. All right, uh, number two. I've already given my number two, which is the Browns, Matt. I am going to be taking the New York football giants, uh, getting five and a half points here at the Bears. The Bears played one good quarter of football. I went back and Gil, you and I were on air whenever the Giants were playing and we you get to see about 60 to 70 percent of the game. We're still having to do programming. It's kind of hard to see every single play that goes on. So did go back and rewatch that game and it was a couple of pretty just unfortunate plays that that really kind of put this Giants team in a position to lose as badly as they did. And we're talking against one of the very elite defenses in all of the NFL. Everybody was talking about how good the Steelers defense was going to be. They didn't lose anybody from last year where they were one of the elite defenses. And I was even talking about that heading into that game that I thought that defense was going to get the better of the New York Giants. Well, in come the Bears. And yeah, they do have Khalil Mack. I do understand that. But it's a not it is not as complete a unit at all as what you were getting in the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think that Daniel Jones and them kind of showed what they can do without their best player being a factor at all, at all in that game. Saquon Barkley completely neutralized in that game. That is not going to happen in this game. He is going to be cut loose. He is going to be able to get some yardage on the ground. And Daniel Jones is going to be able to move the ball through the air as well. I would love to have gotten the six where this thing opened. I did not. But even at five and a half here, I feel pretty confident. It would not shock me if when this game is over, if the Giants actually won this thing outright. But getting more than a field goal here with this Giants team against a Bears team that played one good quarter. That's all there is to it. And a little bit of unfortunate bad luck there on the Giants side that got them as bad a loss as they got. Give me the Giants in five and a half. Giants plus five and a half. I, I I don't hate it. I know what Matt's talking about. By the way, I, I, will, I will go ahead and say with all the coaching gaps last week, Matt Patricia's decision to kick a 55-yarder with under five minutes left, up 10, was the worst of the worst from a win probability standpoint. That buoyed the uh, Bears to victory. Uh, good for Mitch Trubisky down the stretch in that game. About the Giants, and we were watching this again on uh, primetime action, but I said this uh, this morning on a numbers game at VEASAN that – you can say this about a lot of NFL games, but the way that the average fan processes those games is that, oh, Pittsburgh destroyed them. But really, the fulcrum points in that game were twice, two, two, two plays. The T.J. Watt pick, when the Giants were up seven in the second quarter, 
just a Giants kind of play where Daniel Jones throws it into the midst of T.J. Watt at the line of scrimmage. I get it. It happened. But if that and the end of that long drive in the third quarter where the Giants had this drive that was almost nine minutes long, it was almost 90 yards, took up most of the third quarter, and it's the play where Dupree hits Daniel Jones, goes up in the air, and Cameron Hayward grabs it at the goal line. Those are two plays. That's the entire game. Those two plays don't happen, and I get it, they happen, but the margin is not what it appears to be in the final score is what I'm getting at. So I, I totally uh, totally uh, appreciate that pick. Not one of mine, but I appreciate well, it. Well, it's my number three best bet, oh, so I'll skip two and go to three. I, I like the Giants in this spot. Um, you know that drive that was, what, 42 plays and 18 minutes long? Yeah. I mean, Yes. The problem is they need to be able to run the ball at the two-yard line. I mean, I, I know Barkley's not a between-the-tackles back, but you have to be – you can't roll him out all the way to his left on second and goal from the two. The way they converted all those third downs and the fourth down on that drive against that defense was very impressive to me. And I thought if you had Pittsburgh, it was a really fortunate cover. I thought the Giants were the better side there. I like them to win this game. I've got some money line action on them, Matt. I think the Bears mm -hmm. uh, come out of that game and, and you know – the ineptitude of Detroit in the fourth quarter, the decisions they made, the defense they decided to play, the offense. I mean, with two and a half minutes, you're up three, and he gets in an eye formation and runs into the middle. I mean, incredible. They did it last year against the Cardinals, too. The Lions are horrific with a lead in the fourth quarter. So I'm still, I'm not sold at all on this Bears team. I, d I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball on Sunday, and I like the Giants to win, and I'll take the five and a half as well. Uh, Saquon Barkley of that game, just for a clarification, 15 carries for six yards. And one of those carries were for, was for seven. I mean, Pittsburgh's defense was everything that it was uh, blown up to be. And as far as that drive, uh, I want to get the exact number on this in case anybody uh, wants to score at home. But it is it was just fewer than nine minutes long. I'll effort that. But just fewer than nine minutes long, um, 18 plays, and uh, or I believe 19 plays, as a matter of fact. Unbelievable that it ends with the uh, Cameron Hayward pick after the uh, Bud Dupree hitting of Daniel Jones. Pick number three, Matt. As my debut here, Gil, I've got to – I need some clarification. Am I able to pick a total, or do you guys yes. only pick sides no, here? No, you can pick oh, a total. Oh, no, no. Last week I had two totals. All right. Mike, so, Mike Paul, leader in the clubhouse. 2-0-1. Oh, 2-0-1. Oh, 0-2-1. Oh, 0-2-1 oh, for Todd's me. And Todd's 1-2. And Todd wishes. All right. <laughs> then my, my number three here is the under in the Niners and Jets game. I think that you're probably going to be getting 43 now. I was able to pull the trigger on this at 43 and a half, but I'll take the consensus at 43 and feel pretty good about it. When you look at this receiver situation for the 49ers, it is really, really bad right now. And now George Kittle, they're saying, is not going to practice all week long with the hopes that he is able to get out there. So now – you have absolutely nobody for Jimmy Garoppolo to throw the ball to for this 49ers team. And then you look at the Jets on the other side, and we basically saw what this Jets offense is made out of last week. And it is just not built to put up very many points at all. And so uh, 43, I understand that this thing has been falling. I completely understand why this thing has been falling. So even not getting the best of the number here, I still like – the under, I do not think either one of these offenses is in a position where they're going to be able to put up any points here. So give me the under on the Niners and the Jets. Under, Niners, Jets, Matt Brown's third pick of the week. Third best bet, that is. Uh, and the official number is... Uh, yeah, let's take a look. at This thing has been... This thing was falling since this morning, man. Holy yeah. mackerel. 42. Oh, boy. <laughs> 42 oh, flat. Oh, boy. You can take hey, it back. Let's... 
Let's take some East Coast numbers here, Gil, because the 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 providing line on the the, the prevailing <laughs> number is forty two and a half over on the East Coast. So uh, right. give me the half, give me the hook, so give me the hook. One of us might be looking in faraway places. That would be me. <laughs> well, we live this show in reality, Gil. We do. I, we don't. You know, it's my reality. It's your show. Yeah. Nobody's going to tell you what to do well, on your just, show. At least not gonna, this one. We're going to go with forty two. <laughs> At least okay, not, not this, this one. one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Mike Bob never I'll missing push. a moment. It's fine. I'll, I'll push. push. It's fine. Yeah, Why don't you bet the exact total to be 42? Find that one out there. We'll <laughs> give that one. <laughs> You're number three, Mikey. Okay, my number three is actually my number two, and it's a total. Oh, that's right. I like the uh, the Monday night game over the 49 and a half with the uh, the the, the debut, uh, debut of uh, the Big Al here in, in Las Vegas with the Saints coming into town. Shame we can't be there. Shame we can't be there. Um, yeah, I, I like the way both of these offenses played last week. Um, let's face it, the, the, the Raiders... Uh, are susceptible to a passing game. And Kamara was terrific uh, out of the backfield as well for the Saints. Um, this running back, this second-year running back, uh, Jones, Jacoby Jones, is yes. that his name? Jacoby Jones. Incredible. Uh, Mitch has got no, Jacob. Not Jacoby Josh Jones. Jones. Josh Jones. Jacoby Jones is playing for Texas. I don't know any Josh of Josh Jacobs. Them. Josh Jacobs. Now. <laughs> we don't know anything. It's Josh close Jacobs. Enough. Close enough. Jacoby Jones. Now. <laughs> we got there eventually. <laughs> This kid, Mitch Moss, bet him to win the rushing title at like fifteen to one. As if Marcus I, I, Allen, I like <laughs> that. <laughs> Mark Napoleon, Napoleon Kaufman. Now, <laughs> I, I, this kid is a great runner. I, I watched that. Did I, I thought that was the best game of the weekend? Actually, the, the the Raider game. And I'm not a Raiders fan, but I thought that was a terrific game with Carolina. Uh, I, I like that. I may even play in real life the first half over here because Gruden is just so good scripting those first set of plays like Walsh used to be. Um, and, and, I think this Raiders team's going to score a lot of points this year. I like this offense. They got they got tight ends that can move the sticks on third down. But this Josh Jacobs kid is a beast. This this kid is going to be a good running back for a long time. And Unlike good, and good in the pass catching game yeah, too. He's, yeah, he's very impressive. So I actually thought this number would be 50, 50 and a half, 51, and it may get there with the public by Monday night. But uh, I'm I'm an unders player in real life, and I'm tending to think that these overs are the way to go. I know, what did they win? The overs won by three or four games uh, above the unders this week. Uh, I think they were nine and five going into going into to, to Monday or something like that. Look at, there's no crowd noise on third and long for these visiting teams. I think that has to be a factor. Mm -hmm. It also has to be a factor that they can get off the snap, snap count. count. Not just false starts, right. but getting off the ball and not getting beat by the defense. That's All the fire, biggest thing. They I fire think. at one time. I think that's a big factor here. Yeah. You know, in the NFL, third and seven, third and eight and longer, you, everybody's on their feet when the when the the visiting team has the ball. So I think that games will generally be overs. I'm not disagreeing with your under Matt on that on the Jets game, but uh, let's go over the total as my second best bet. I have 49 and a half. Is that correct? 49 and All a right. half, sir. Mm -hmm. Yes, 49 and a half. Uh, my number three, call me square. Call me square, but I'm going with the Kansas City Omaha Chiefs. Now, here's the deal. On Guessing Lines on Monday, for those who are uh, loyal listeners to this podcast, and thank you so much over the years for being that, uh, Chrissy and I did the show for week two, first uh, show of Guessing Lines this year. We don't do it before week one. We do it before week two. And the lines that I thought were the most off are the ones that I guessed and turned out to be the most off. One of them was the Atlanta Falcons. I guessed four and a half. At the time, Chrissy said, I like your line better. It was six and a half came to my four and a half. Uh, the other one was the Vikings, which I couldn't believe they were dogs against the Colts, but they have so many problems in the secondary that I'm not, I, I, I steered clear. 
didn't want any part of that. The other one was the Dolphins, who I think are catching too much points, too many points against the uh, Bills. But uh, I'll let the Dolphins show me a little something before I jump back into that pool. The Chiefs giving eight and a half at the L.A. Chargers. I don't feel in the Chiefs' victory against the Texans on the opening Thursday night that they opened the playbook at all. There was only one downfield pass from Patrick Mahomes. That was the one that was called back to Demarcus Robinson, the touchdown early in that game. Uh, I just think they they just absolutely coasted their way through that win. Um, I don't think they showed anything. Clyde Edwards, Elaire, revelation as a bell cow. Uh, they're going up against the Chargers, a team that probably should have lost to rookie quarterback Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Here's the thing with the Chargers. There was nothing about that game, nothing, from Terod Taylor on down. Joshua Kelly had a nice performance as a rookie running back. But there was nothing about them that scares you, and they've got Anthony Lynn as their coach. I know that there could be a situation here where it could get backdoored because Andy Reid's not caring about our bets. But I'm not going to overthink this too much. Give me the Chiefs, lay the points, and tip of the cap to the Chargers that they can prove me wrong. Some bets you just have to be willing to lose. I'll take the Chiefs. I'll give the points. There's some, I think Paul Howard tweeted it. Paul Howard, one of the uh, uh, unsung stars of the Visa Network. <laughs> about Does, the doesn't get enough praise. Not really. Yeah. The Chiefs uh, in division games. There was some ridiculous stat in the last 27 division games that they're like 25-2 and two against the spread. Yeah. It was, he's tweeted out about how well they do against their division opponents. So yeah. I can't hate that play. I looked at that Vikings game, too. Yeah, it was it was weird at first, but they they have nobody playing. They're in the a secondary. sneaky five and eleven team. That's they, what, re they really are. That's what we were talking about uh, with Lombardi yesterday. Yeah, it's Michael Lombardi was kind enough to join my show yesterday. I don't know if you know that he was. It was uh, it was a very uh, somber 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 <laughs> segment, but very somber. It was somber, <laughs> but but informative. It was nonetheless informative. <laughs> Uh, where are we? Teasers of the week? Is that oh, where we are? God. We all got me. What did I say last week <laughs> Go, on this show? We got Wong. I said, we got Wong. I said, oh. I said, we're all on the Falcons. You know what that means, boys and girls. We all got crushed, man. Uh, give hey, us, give us your back to the well, back to the well this week. <laughs> That's friend. right. And I'm going right to the game you just talked about. And if you guys, if this is not part of your teaser, I mean, what is going on here? Get that Chiefs, get, get the Chiefs down from eight and a half yeah. to two and a half. Get that thing under a field goal against this Chargers team that did not show me absolutely anything against this Bengals. The Bengals actually graded out as like the seventh best defense on the week last week, according to Pro Football Focus, against this Chargers team. Not able to push the ball at all. Not able to get anything going on the ground at all. This Chiefs team, we know, can turn it on against anyone. It does not matter that they are playing on, you know, on the road. It's probably actually a bad thing for the Chiefs. It probably would have been majority Chiefs fans over there in L.A. anyway. So uh, give me the Chiefs here under a field goal. And then I'm going to pair this thing up with the Ravens uh, down to one. So I will take Ooh. the Ravens from seven to one. Ooh. We saw what the Chiefs were able to do to this. Uh, we, we saw what the Chiefs were able to do, uh, were able to do on the ground against this Texans defense, and boy, oh boy, Gil, what do the Ravens do very well? They run the football very, very well. I think they're going to be able to do whatever they want to against this Texans team on the ground here. So if I can take that thing off of the touchdown and get it down to one, I'll do that. So give me Chiefs and Ravens. You know what's funny about that? When you said Ravens, first of all, two things happened. One, and I said this on uh, on the morning show as well, I'm starting to become like Keith Morrison from a, from a, all those uh, Dateline NBC shows. He's the guy with the gray hair who every time, no, not Dateline NBC, but all those crime shows. Maybe some of them are Dateline. Where when the, when the story gets more macabre and, and more grisly, he goes, ooh, really? 
Bill. Got like the <laughs> like, white hair, yeah, right? That the white guy. hair, that guy. Bill Hader did a great piece on him on SNL. But so, so when you said the Ravens, I reacted like that. And Mikey and I looked at each other. We're like, ooh, I don't know about that one. You, we, we sat here in judgment, didn't we? Yeah. What do you like? That's not, that's not wongish enough with the road the road favorite. Yeah. Uh, of course, you. I'm sure you'll have the Chiefs down to two and a half as well. Yes, I will. I'm, deba <laughs> I'm debating on taking the Titans down to two and a half. That was one of my choices. Yeah, I'm, I'm debating a little bit yeah. there or... Uh, uh, or if I wanted, well, I, what do you get the Packers at? A straight six? A straight six. Yeah. yeah, that's really where I'm at. Either either the Packers down to a pick. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the uh, the Titans down to two and a half. Uh, in this game against uh, Gard I don't think Gardner Minshew's gonna complete 95 percent of his passes. No, 19 of 20. <laughs> I mean, come on. The Jaguars <laughs> cannot be happy with that performance, right? Like I know they're supposed to be tanking for Trevor. But, like, if he goes, if you're the owner of the Jaguars and you're tanking for Trevor and he goes 19 for 20, aren't you secretly like, oh, I'm not a Minshew guy. But, yeah, yeah you got to look at the look at the performance. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I mean, Gil, I'll tell you, I will. The, the other one, it was basically interchangeable with the Steelers as well. So the Steelers fine. at home. Uh, against the uh, against the Broncos, where That's you do fine. take that seven and a half down to a point and a half, yep. it was basically interchangeable. Either one of those. Chiefs That's what you're doing. Chiefs Chief Steelers. Steelers is mine. Uh, I like that Steelers defense against what is not technically a rookie quarterback, but might as well be a rookie quarterback in Drew Locke, who, despite seeming to be comfortable, more comfortable in that offense than I give him credit for, perhaps still doesn't throw the ball downfield and scaring anyone. So Jerry Judy didn't help him out. That play, if Judy, that's the yes. play, not Fangio folly, not I the agree. fanny pack folly. Yeah. Judy catches the ball, they win that game. Slant pattern late, yeah. right off his off chest. Play, off play action. Stops the yeah, clock. it's over. Yeah, yep. no, I agree. Jerry Judy, rookie wideout. Um, <laughs> he'll be fine. So uh, it was Ka so Kansas City, Baltimore, mm -hmm. Kansas yeah. City, Tennessee, Tennessee, Kansas City, Pittsburgh. You know what that means, boys and girls. Didn't work out last week for everybody having Atlanta. All right, final two questions. Are we already there? Did yeah. I miss something? Yeah, well, without, without Todd. Oh, yeah, it's Think quick. about taking Todd and taking Brady out. I mean, you cut the time <laughs> in half. Brady's answer. Brady starts an answer. <laughs> so messed up. Oh, but seriously, I mean, Brady gives very, very detailed answers. He does, and and yes, and he doesn't change tones either. So maybe that makes <laughs> seems longer. But uh, this is terrible <laughs> form of us to talk about the previous guest for the for the week gone by. Brady is our leadoff guy year after year. People, I saw the Twitter how everybody was so happy he's still the leader. Your your fans that have been following yeah. all ten seasons or yeah. eight seasons, they were so happy you kept the tradition of. Brady. Party like it's 2011, That's Brady right. Cannon. Oh, by the way, has won a super contest. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, by the way, let me they ask you They have the this. same number of entries this year as they did when he won it. I want to say... <laughs> I want to Oh, yes. <laughs> by the way, what did you say about that, that contest uh, the other day on the radio? What did you say? Well, look, I mean, Paulie says they're new sheriff in town. And, you know, uh, it, the group circle jerk is a little too much around here for me. Yeah. We got there. But, <laughs> but, but listen, I mean... We took in what four and a half million dollars. We're paying out four and a half million. At right. the end of the day, Derek's got a TV bill for seventy-five thousand for all the advertising we did. Yeah. And Jay and John Murray are rolling around in the back room at the Westgate with one hundred and forty-one thousand they raked off the people. So who they're laughing <laughs> all the way to the bank? Well, that's one way to put it. That's one way to put it. <laughs> uh, let me just say this to the uh, to the loyal beating the book uh, audience and uh, those who go back all the way to uh, Betty Dork days too. Uh, what would you say if I invited Ace on as a guest on this podcast? I, I want to hear the clamoring for that. I'm open to it. Um, 
actually would actually embrace that. Would love it. Uh, final two questions. We've had these final two questions each and every week of this show from its inception. Uh, the first of which is, which of the big favorites do you believe is the most likely to lose outright? And usually it's six and a half point favorite or greater. I will not include, well, let's, let's include them tonight just to make it interesting. Cleveland six point favorites hosting the Cincinnati Bungles on Thursday night. Tennessee nine point favorites uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, let's call it nine consensus. Uh, moving down, Pittsburgh, seven-point favorites hosting the Denver Broncos. Since I included six above, I'll include six here. Green Bay, six-point favorites hosting the Detroit Lions. Tampa Bay, eight-and-a-half-point favorites hosting the Carolina Panthers. Miami, no, Buffalo, six-point favorites. Uh, no, they're five-and-a-half. We can't include them. Sorry, that's out. Uh, San Francisco, seven-point favorites against the Jets. Arizona, six-and-a-half-point favorites against the, the uh, Skins, calling the Washington football team people. Baltimore, seven-point favorites against the Texans. Man, there's a lot of these. Kansas City, eight-and-a-half against the Chargers. And then since we included the sixes, Nolans, six-point favorites against Vegas on Monday night. Matt, of all of those, which is the big favorite most likely to get bounced outright? I think it's the Saints. Um, if you look at this, uh, they're going to likely be without Michael Thomas, so you're going to have to have Emmanuel Sanders be your alpha when it comes to the passing game, a guy that just brought in and a guy that, again, in a weird season with COVID here, no preseason games, no, not all this, the full training camp, everything like that. So I don't know how long it's going to be. You could see it was all disjointed with him with that offense uh, last week. It was anyway, not a real factor at all. And so now he's going to have to step in and be the number one here in week two. I think it's going to take a few more weeks for him to really get worked into this offense. And so, uh, you know, look, the Saints, if, if, the Raiders are able to bottle up Alvin Kamara and force Drew Brees to have to get it done through the air with, you know, Jared Cook and, and Emmanuel Sanders here, which is essentially how this is going to have to go. I think the Raiders have a really, really good chance of winning this thing outright. So it would be the Saints for me going down on their road trip out here to Las Vegas. Mikey, you have an update in addition to your pick. So Todd, Todd has finally gotten back to us. So he's okay. And I said, where are you? Which I texted at 10.16. You know, we waited 20 minutes to start the taping of the show, 10.16 Pacific. Todd says, huh? Just finished playing tennis. We knew it. Incredible. <laughs> Let me ask you this. You do a show at, at 10 a.m. Pacific for an entire year, and then you say last week, hey, Todd, just this one time, Mikey's got a thing. We've got to do it at noon, and then he just completely He'll forget. blame me. <laughs> yeah. He'll blame me totally, He'll and he'll be upset that we didn't wait. In yeah. perpetuity for the guy. Yeah. But, uh, um, <laughs> That's right. Got yeah, lives, I got to get. I, I don't know that any of these teams are going to lose. Uh, I don't either. You know, I was you know, just I, doing I'm a just scan. Like, who am I going to take? Like, I was like, who made up this question? Am I right, forced I mean, to pick one? Jeez, this is really bad. It is. Bad. Uh, Gil, it's the it's the it's the 49ers. It's the Jets beating the 49ers. Is maybe. What it is. Are I mean, you sure? Yeah. Maybe that was one yeah. of them that I, I considered. Are the 49ers that bad, Matt? I mean, I mean, there's just they're just so beat up right now. Offensive line troubles as well. I, I don't like the Jets. I'm just saying I don't think any of these teams are necessarily going to lose. But um, you look at this one and they're, they're, they're really, really beat up at the wide receiver position. Moving the ball to the air is going to be a problem. I mean, you kind of look back at that. The, those stats as well, Gil, whenever you look at the 49ers, what they were able to do last week was also buoyed by that 76-yard reception to Raheem Mostert. It yes. wasn't even to a receiver. That's it was right. to a back 
where they were able to get like so a, the big bulk of the yardage that Jimmy Garoppolo was able to get was even on just a, a short pass to the running back and everything was done after the catch and so I don't really like the Jets at all uh, by any stretch of the imagination but I mean this 49ers team is is, is really beat up right here early in the season so uh, of, of a lot of these teams I think they're they're pretty vulnerable as well New Orleans or San Francisco then for you officially I'm going to still I'm going to still take uh, the problem is I don't know the Michael Thomas injury situation. So I, I guess then I'll. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah. They're saying he's going to, you know, try to play, uh, you know, this. Uh, I'll go ahead and take the 49ers then okay. because I I don't know this. It, Michael Thomas is going to try to play. So I'll say the 49ers. Uh, I may I have one that might surprise you. Who are you going? Wait with a finally? minute. I mean, let me surprise. Yeah, I'm gonna, please. I'm going to go against Todd Wishnev's favorite quarterback. Um, Who that is. Uh. Lamar Murray, as he calls him on the on the numbers <laughs> game. Yeah. Lamar he Murray. said in the racial pandemic, he just calls them all Lamar Murray. <laughs> I did. A pattern developing. You know, no, I'm, I, I, let's go with with Ron Rivera and the Redskins to upset the uh, to upset the Cardinals. Wow, not I'm what like, I was going to pick, but I, that's well, bold. I didn't need to interrupt you. There. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe this is a whole different era here for the. I mean, they I, they showed a lot of resilience coming off the deck down seventeen nothing. And I thought, you know, the 49ers really should have won that game last week, uh, even though uh, Arizona were, was able to overcome in the second half. I don't like any of these. I got to be honest with yeah. you. I wouldn't bet on any of these teams on the money line. But if I so I have to give one, I'm going to give the Washington football team. Yeah, I, I think the uh, skins. Fr I think the skins are exactly who the who we thought they were. Great front seven. Chase Young was great. He's going to be the defensive rookie of the year. But I said all offseason. If the Skins can hold their opponent to 17 points, which ended up being exactly what they held the Eagles to, even though they fell 17 to nothing, fell down 17 to nothing, then maybe they can win football games. Yeah. But there's nothing about their offense, the Skins' offense, the Washington football team's offense, that leads you to believe that they're going to win a whole bunch yeah, of the, football the only, games. Yeah, the only problem I have with that one, guys, is just that So the Cardinals are playing at such a breakneck pace, right? I mean, they played at the fifth-highest situation neutral rate last week and, and getting plays off so fast and getting up there and getting going. And as you mentioned, Gil, how this Washington team is going to go is how that defensive line creates pressure because the offense is not going to get it done. It's going to be on the defense. And can they keep up with this Arizona Cardinals team as they come out and run and pay, run in place as fast as they can line up with four wides every single time with all these different options for Kyler Murray. And then even when you do pressure him, he has the ability to escape this and get and get stuff done on on the feet. That's that's my only kind of issue uh, there because I think the Cardinals just with the pace by the time the second half rolls around, going to be tough on this defense to just continually uh, create havoc on that. And then I think that might be the point where the Cardinals kind of take over. Hey, can I ask uh, Triv and Jason back behind the the scenes? Triv and producer number seven, Jason, can we see if we can hook up? Can we hook up Todd on on Skype for the last question, for the final question, and then just include him here because he's crying by text. He's very upset right he now. He said nobody told me what time we were doing yeah. the show. Oh man. Well, you but don't have a job. You have no structure to no, your life. You no know structure. what I mean? He needs more structure. Toddlers need structure. <laughs> uh, the uh, my pick, by the way. Green Bay. Okay. I actually think that, look, there's nothing you can say bad about Green Bay. Four touchdowns, no picks, and just a, uh, just a mess of yards from Aaron Rodgers uh, last week against the Vikings. But I mentioned that about the Vikings secondary, that you're talking about just this, this secondary with, first of all, no pass rush, right? Daniil Hunter, uh, Everson Griffin gone to Dallas. Ngakwe didn't give them anything. He was a non-factor. And with Green Bay last week, 
Uh, Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, was 20, uh, excuse me, 32 of 44 for 364. Pardon me. Four touchdowns, no picks. He was never sacked. First full game he played anywhere in Minnesota without ever being sacked. 522 total yards of offense. 41 minutes and 16 seconds time of possession. But Green Bay had its way with the Minnesota defense uh, that was renovated because they paid so much to Kirk Cousins. They gave so much to Dalvin Cook. So you had Mike Hughes and Holton Hill as your top two cornerbacks last week with third-round draft pick Cameron Dantzler seeing plenty of action as well, all 23 or younger. Um, no Xavier Rhodes, no Trey Waynes, no Mackenzie Alexander. They all left in the offseason. So I don't know if we can say Green Bay is going to be this great every single week, and it would be just like Detroit, who should have killed Chicago last week, to all of a sudden have a completely different result against the Packers. So I'm going to say the Packers of the big favorites most likely to lose outright. Not saying it's going to happen, but yeah. I, could, I would not be surprised in the least bit. Division I clash. was super high on the Lions coming into this season. Like I, I loved everything about them. Them not having Galladay last week as well was, uh, was a pretty big thing. It looks like he might be back this week as well. So definitely uptick for that to have that guy out there. So I, 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 I could definitely see it, Gil. Definitely could see it. Uh, do we have Todd Wishnev available to us, guys? Yet? No? Anything? He's not answering. He's still not answering. We try to incorporate him. <laughs> He's still not answering. Sorry, Todd. It won't be his fault. We no. Know that. It was never his fault. No, it wasn't that. Uh, he'll be back next week. Trust me. All right, final question. Let's say we lived in a bizarro world, gentlemen, and we had to pick a side in each and every one of these uh, 16 games except for one. One game that on the side you're like, man, I don't wouldn't bet this, period, even with your money. Matt, what game do you want no part of? The very first game, as I look down, that I scratched off the list, the Vikings and the Colts. Vikings on the road at this Colts team. This line is confusing. The Colts are, are favored in this game. Uh, after laying an egg against the Jaguars, what is going to go on here? You look at this Minnesota defense, and they gave up. A uh, massively high rushing success rate in week one. So now you look, Jonathan Taylor and Nyan Himes coming to town for this. Um, yeah, this this line, this game, this everything, you know, let me figure out this Colts team a little bit better. And are the Vikings just going to lay an egg this season? Sitting on that key number three as well. That was the first, very first game this week that I scratched off. I, I completely get it because you just don't know based on everything I just said about the Vikings defense. And then you can see the Vikings just destroying them as well. You? For, for me, it's a Sunday night game. I, I know that uh, it's Ooh, Matt's really? best bet. Yeah, It's one I, of my best bets, too. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, hmm. it, it will be interesting. I think that Atlanta made the Seahawks look better than they really are. And uh, I'd like to see Cam perform in an environment uh, outside of New England against a division opponent and uh, see what kind of a game plan Belichick comes up for this week. I think it's an interesting game. It's a tough number four, and uh, I, I don't want any part of it. Uh, I will say now that the, well, I say I was going to say now that the number's four and a half, I, I'll make it Atlanta-Dallas. But actually, it's the Buffalo-Miami game that flummoxes me the most because is Miami as bad as they were last week, or are they every bit as good as I thought they would be in the offseason? In other words, the Ryan Fitzpatrick team that closed out last year. Uh, I have Miami Dolphins over. I have them on a futures ticket for the AFC East. So I'm not willing after one performance against New England to write them off. So six points is a lot to get. I'm not pulling the trigger on it. I would not be surprised with either outcome. Buffalo wins by 10 or more. Wouldn't be surprised. Miami wins outright. Wouldn't be surprised. So that would be the game for me. That would be it. So what are our best bets? Can we review these here? Matt Brown mm -hmm. in order. 
has Seahawks, Giants, and 49ers, Jets under. Okay. Yes. I have Panthers, Raiders, Saints over, and Giants. And, Gil, you have Seahawks, Browns, Chiefs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And our survivor picks? Uh, do, do you take those now? Oh, did we do oh, survivor picks? No, we didn't picks? do survivor We, we didn't do to. survivor picks. That's what we forgot. I got the Browns. Oh, my gosh. We got Todd now, too. Oh, God. Matt, what's your survivor pick? Uh, Cardinals over the Washington football Ooh, team. Ooh. Look right at against that. Me. Went right against me. He said, Went. oppo you. Well, I'm not betting that. In yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Strategic on both of our parts because we probably won't use either the Browns or the Cardinals at another time. That's yeah, that was that went into it as well. I didn't. Yeah, yeah I kind of I, I tried to play it as if I were actually still I in would, the contest. Uh, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I'll then I'll I'm not I would take the Browns this week. Okay, right. I like it, ladies and gentlemen. Right at the end of the show, while we're doing inventory, it is Todd Wishnev. Todd, what's your excuse? We don't. You, have time. you guys didn't tell me. Time this week. You just said you hear Todd. The time no, last. I do not hear Todd no. either. Even when we thought we had him, we you efforted. Efforted. We Todd. efforted Todd. Uh, okay, and then uh, the teasers we have. Teasers. Uh, we all have the Chiefs. Yeah. Matt's combining them with the Ravens. I'm taking them with the Titans, and you're taking them with the Steelers. Yes, I am. All right. That does it. We try. Can you hear me? There we go. Oh, oh, right Christ. as I was about Christ. to sign off. Literally <laughs> the last sentence. Todd Wishnev, ladies and gentlemen. What's your excuse, Toddy? My excuse is nobody told me what time we were doing the Megapod. Let me ask you a question. What time did we do it every single week last year? Uh, I don't know. Uh, 10 o'clock, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, and but this week, but uh -oh. last week you made it one time, and then you switched it to another time. So I didn't know that we had an official time yet. Uh, yes, we had an official time. How'd your tennis match go, Todd? I played amazing. I beat this guy who I never usually beat, six four seven five. Okay. That's Are exciting. you ready for Matt Brown, Todd? Probably not. I heard Matt Brown's a superstar. What did that mean? Are you ready for Matt Brown? The, the tennis. Oh, the for tennis, tennis Todd, to Matt Brown. Oh, yeah. Most of the audience didn't get that. Oh, yeah. interesting. Because yeah. no, I heard Matt's a tennis, su tennis superstar. I'm just good at beating, like, old middle-aged athletes who have no Achilles. <laughs> I think, he's, I think he's referring to athletes, me. Athletes. That sounded like me. I resemble <laughs> that remark. Todd, next also week. Mi also slightly portly Midwesterners. Todd, are you able to see it? Is there a new setup here at the D? Are you able yeah, to it looks pretty cool. Dude, get your butt back to Vegas, and we don't have to have this error again, okay? Well, if my good friends Mikey and Gil would hook me up, I would be back in Vegas tomorrow. Oh, trust me. We are your good friends. <laughs> we are. For Todd Wishnev, he'll be back next week. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it, man. I'll see you this evening. Absolutely. Matt Brown, everybody, from uh, MSG Plus's primetime action. The two of us do that with Danielle Alvari and with Kelly Bidlin, uh, 7 to 10 Eastern, right there at MSG Plus, 7 to 10 p.m. while games are going on. Thank you, Mikey, and thank you so much. Uh, you have no idea. Again, I cannot stress this enough. This tickles me. Is that the right word? Tickles. This is terrific. I love the setup. So great. Come a long way, baby. Yeah, man. Sure have. What was that, Virginia Slims? Virginia Slims. Virginia Slims. <laughs> I like to be compared to pioneers on the ladies' tennis tour. Uh, good luck with all your bets. Hope we do better this week than we did last. Mikey accepted. Thanks for listening. Good luck with everything week two in the National Football League.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.